All right, what's up, Lai? How you doing? Hey, we were hey. commenting. We thought that was as good a floor game, hesitation game, change of pace that you have played in the middle. Did that feel that way to you at all? Uh, yeah, you know, I kind of I kind of went back to where I was last year, you know, staying on the floor. Um, I've been a little under the, the weather a little bit. <laughs> If you can't tell, so I kind of had no choice. Uh, but it's been, it's just trying to survey the floor, take what's given to me, not force anything, and, you know, just trying to build off that. You know, it was, I did it once, got to do it again and do it again. Where do you feel you're better? In between on the floor and in the air, if that makes sense. So, like, <laughs> I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to find that. You know, I, to be honest with you, I think the biggest thing is understanding attacking in spurts where I can get, get to my elevation, but also doing what I did tonight, being able to stay on the floor, find guys, and, kind of make it easier easier on myself and easier on my teammates. One of your last buckets is right over here to your left-hand side. You came down to the baseline, hesitated, then kind of got yeah. to the end. Are you, because they're hugging your three-point shooters and hugging your roller, are, do you have more room in there yeah. to make plays? Yeah, you know, it allows me to kind of, you know, kind of manipulate the defense a little bit. If they want to stay home, you know, it's kind of like pick your poison when you have as many shooters as we do. We have a roller like Big Fella and Hassan. It's kind of like, who do you want to, who do you want to score? You know, that's kind of the mentality you got to have. And, you know, being able to create gaps, angles, and being able to finish. Any reaction to Danny Ames as a member of this organization? Man, I'm excited. You know, I've known Danny for, for a while. Um, I played against his uh, son, Koo, in high school for like two or three years, kicked his ass, excuse me, kicked his butt. <laughs> kicked his butt. But, um, you know, um, I'm excited. He, he's, he's great, so it's going to be it's gonna be dope. I don't know if you remember this, but one of the very first conversations we had, as I said, I hope you can always still play with the joy. I'm seeing it. I'm really happy that you're playing with it. Always. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Donovan Mitchell taking the time with us here on the radio. Nice to have him. And uh, joined now by Jake Scott and uh, Tommy Connor. Locke, so good to hear your voice. How are you, my man? I, I got to be honest, I don't sit at home and listen to you, so it was really you fun here, hearing you and Booner tonight. You should. You might learn something. <laughs> yeah. well, I learned a lot. No uh, question. Or not. Maybe you wouldn't learn anything. Man, just like uh, the old days. You know, the... Uh, the spate, I, I thought that was really, I want to go back to Ron here for a second, Tommy, get your thoughts as well. I, I thought that was a really interesting kind of, we've talked about it all night. We didn't know he was sick. I didn't know he was under the weather. So it did look like he was playing a bit differently tonight. And then I kind of loved the way I was, saw him playing tonight. Or being, having spacing, and you can understand why that was part of the shoot around report and part of what they were talking about this morning that, that they needed to, uh, that they wanted that spacing so they could anticipating that there was going to be switching one through five and one through four, that kind of thing. So, so they could break the, the defense down, getting to the paint and, you know, you end up getting how many three point shots tonight? 37, maybe a few underneath uh, the you number know, that they usually put up, but that's what happens when you can demand spacing. And Tommy, this is where this game is just kind of so different right now than it has been. And this is the next, kind of the proliferation of the three but is what's talked about. But what's not talked about is how much space that is now creating for the best players in the world in the middle of the floor to basically play one-on-one. Yeah, and what I saw was in the first half, and, you know, we commented on, on our talk that they were hitting the, you know, passing to the rolling big um, with the space because they, they chose to, the, de the defenders chose to stay to the shooters on the perimeter. And then in the second half, um, they were taking that away a little bit. And that's when Donovan went to work. So it's pick your poison, right? But and it, it, uh, he was, he, he, they, they, he just made the right play in the first half of throwing it to the bigs on the roll. And, and in the second half, he, he did a lot on zone and then he, he passed to the corner three, but uh, right, boy, then, he's hard to guard in the middle floor and pick so, and roll. So he you have an elite. offense uh, that you run when there's, when there's, the big man drops uh, when they hug the, the the pick and roll. Then you run a different offense. I mean, it just is, is that simple. Well, and your other but your the other choice is, is the key. Your other choice is doing what Philly did, which is bringing somebody off the three point shooters to take away, and then we buried you with three. So then they stopped doing that. So then Whiteside and I mean, there's just not yeah, an answer here. Yeah, it's not an answer, especially when you, when you execute the offense like that. We watch it in practice, and believe me, this is. The, the, the offense is, they run it over and over and over and over in, in practice and to the point where it's, it's all it's reaction, it's muscle memory, if you want to call it that. So. And the detail on spacing. The detail, yeah, is, absolutely. Tommy, you've been to those practices. It, it, it's other level detail for, for this 
when you have, you know, and then you have, as, you know, Tyron Lue talked about before the game, you've got guys who have now done this for a long time together and understand each other. Yeah, they're so connected, and they're playing in such a good rhythm right now. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is I don't see the, the Jazz play the way you guys do, obviously. Um, and so as I was prepping for this, watch, going back and watching some games, I'm just I, – I, maybe you guys take it for granted. I, I, I certainly was so – incredibly amazed with uh, with Donovan's pick and roll offense in the middle floor like we're talking about but I did not realize he was such an elite pick and roll player or at least has been these last seven as I went back and, and took a look at I mean it's really really phenomenal what he's doing with the ball in his hands with a high usage rate and making good plays and what was funny at the on your interview with him uh, David was him talking about playing on the floor and the error in between and uh, I was kind of giggling ironically in the first half when he left his feet and played off of one foot in the air, two straight turnovers, you know, as he was trying to hit the big at the rim. And um, when he played on the floor and was making simple passes, especially kickouts to the corner, uh, you know, that's when, that's when he just, you know, he, uh, Bogey, I think, had a couple threes off of that. That's when he was at his best. So he's, he's identifying his own weaknesses. He's just an, he's an elite guard playing as good as I've, I've ever seen. How hard is that for him to make when he just said to us to, to be in between those two things? How hard is that to learn how to do that? God, I don't know. I wish I, <laughs> wish I knew. I wish I had his skill set. Uh, you know, we try to coach it, but that's hard to coach. And I, I think that is hard. And I, I think if he went back and looked at it, he might analyze what, 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 why in that first half, two back-to-back -back plays, did he leave and take off one foot and get caught in the air you know, for him to answer it and look at it and say, I need to correct that, I, you know, I don't know. It is hard because he's, take, he's left before off one foot and made some phenomenal passes, right, over, you know, games in his career. And in these instances, it got him in trouble. But what we do always coach, play on the ground, play on two. When you jump in the air to pass, bad things happen. And, and even though I know he makes some terrific passes jumping in the air, it did catch him tonight a couple times. Uh, jumping in the air with nowhere to go. Yeah. But, but let me ask you this. Now, going back to the pick and roll with Donovan, I'm sure you've had players that have gotten better because Donovan wasn't that great, I don't think, of a pick and roll player. It was all Joe Ingles. Then mm -hmm. Mike Conley has it's really adopted Rudy's rolling ability. I mean, to the point where they, they just had something special going. Donovan is, is one of the best now on, the, on this team. Uh, but the growth of him in the last three years has probably been the big difference. Well, without a doubt, and that's what I just brought up. I did not realize, because, again, I don't watch the Jazz as much as you guys, and so I, I just didn't realize that, that they were using him in, in mid-pick and roll as much as they are. And, in fact, some of the prep into this, watching some other games, they were – they, they, they would use, you know, they'd run some what I call false action. I didn't see it as much tonight, but guys running off uh, Rudy's back pick, a rub screen or a flare screen, and then he comes into the ball screen. And, and Donovan was so good at being patient waiting on all that. But he's, his growth, uh, Booner, has been really incredible. And I, I just, I was so impressed uh, getting ready for this, uh, just watching him and his patience. Like tonight in the second half, I thought, I thought, his his ability to stay patient and let the roller go and read do I you know do I score do I hit the roller or do I uh, do I fan it to the weak side corner three, his patience is just so incredible and you guys know way more about about what he's doing right now compared to two or three years ago but at this point I I you know lock you know way more than I do about this but but I don't think there's a better pick and roll guard these last seven or eight games probably in the league than what he's doing. Statistically, there's not a better pick-and-roll guard this season. He's now mm. he's now elevated himself wow. to the number one most efficient pick-and-roll guard in the league. Of those of those guards that have run at least 350 picks, which gets to about the top 60, 62 in the league, he's number one. Drew Holiday is two. LeBron is three. Trey Young is four. Mike Conley is five. A guy named Curry, who I, we <laughs> talked about a little bit last night, uh, is six. LaMelo is seven. Seth Curry is eight. Chris Paul is nine. Dennis Schroeder is ten. So the fact that Donovan has become so good, and David points this out all the time, but so good off the bounce uh, with his jumper now mm -hmm. really helps the pick and roll. Don't you think? Yeah, that's, that's – I mean, if you look at that group, right, Trey Young's great at it. Steph Curry's great at it. Dane's usually in this group because he's usually great at it. Thurl Bailey's great at everything. <laughs> uh, 
I heard that voice in the background. How do you miss that voice? <laughs> there are certain voices that don't. Re did you get in trouble for talking in class all the time? Because you're yes, I'm sure. Because I'm sure Bowler did too. Right, Bowler. Yeah, Both right. Voices carried. Bowler man. and Thurl. Anytime they talked in class, they probably got in trouble because they're they, that resonated. Yeah, no, Tommy picked up on him. I mean, he he's kind of walked. And so to give you the progression of it is, I think, um, and a lot, hey. We, we also have to give Rudy a lot of credit here, right? He gets the best picks in the league. But, and that's why Rudy's got two of the guys in there. But Donovan's progression in this is pretty interesting to look at. So in 2021, last year, he, of the, of the best pick and roll guards, he ranked, I think, about seventh or eighth in the league. Um, and now he's up to one. And if you go back, he was seven or eighth in the league for about the last two or three years. And it was, the, but his first or two years, he was not good at the pick and roll at all. And he just mm -hmm. did not have that experience as a, as a pick and roll ball handler. Um, and that's when Ron was talking about, you know, you really relied on Joe Ingles to be making those plays. And, and, but Donovan has elevated himself. Last year, he was right on pace with Dame Lillard and his efficiency. And, and this year, he's, he's, he's upped it up. You know what I find interesting? And I know we have to go. What is that, Ron? 75 years ago, the NBA started. <laughs> I know where we're going. And they, what play did they run the most? Pick and roll. Pick and roll. 75 years later, it's still mm. a good offense. Pick and roll, good give and go. It's so interesting how the iterations of have changed, though, right? Like, I mean, and also, frankly, the league rules have changed. So it used to be that Mark Eaton would stand at the top and point at someone and say, like, get out of the way so they can run the pick and roll on the side, right? And now we've spaced it out with three-point shooting and... Oh, it's a beautiful game right now. This is this is a the, the, this is a beautiful game, and the talent level uh, every night is amazing. I mean, this the shooting has made it great. Right. I mean, the Clipper. Hey, we handled the Clippers tonight. To, uh, I, I'll give them. A, they're missing four of their five starters tonight, mm -hmm. and still have like enough guys to roll out a good roster. Like that's pretty wildly impressive. That's how good this league is right now. Well, boys, well done. Well, it's good men. to hear voices. Well, men. Men. Excuse me. Well, men. Great job. All right, we'll talk to you next game. 124 to 103 is your final. Coach Connor and I are breaking it down next. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tommy Connor filling in for Tim Lacombe tonight. Uh, Coach Lacombe was off doing some TV work for the Utah State Weber State game, so we're excited to have Coach Connor uh, on board with us tonight. 124 to 103 is your final. And, uh, yeah, Coach, we were talking off the air, and, and you said it, so I'm going to steal it. The uh, the Clippers played tough for three quarters but ended up showing, you know, what uh, they're a little shorthanded going up against a team that's playing really well right now. Yeah, clearly they were outmanned after after uh, three, but they were they were awfully good the first half. And, um, and then at the end of the day, I mean, talent wins – and Jazz have more talent on the floor than the Clippers do at this time of the year. Um, but this would be an inc another incredible matchup when they're when they're both healthy, when the Clippers are healthy. Uh, if that happened again, these these two teams against each other are fun to watch. And the Jazz continue to play really great basketball uh, tonight, uh, Coach. You don't see a whole lot of box scores like this. Four Jazz players tonight with 20 points or more. Donovan led the way with 27 on just 15 shots, which is remarkable. Uh, Gobert had 20 and 17. Bogdanovich had 20, and Clarkson had 21 coming in off the bench. Yeah, tell the two halves a little bit. Bogey and uh, Clarkson carrying him from three in the first half with scoring, and Gobert with a great first half uh, offensive night, and then Donovan did his thing in the second half. Um, you know what I really liked about that second half to start the half is the way they're utilizing Bogdanovich. Uh, they're like first three, four, five possessions. They're running him off of screens, a little horn set. We call it a ghost screen where he comes up and act like he's going to ball screen for Donovan, but then he he, he ghosts it or slips out of it uh, and comes off a of flare. He got him a basket that way, but I like how they're trying to get him uh, shots out of play sets, and then he sits in the corner and pick and roll, and then Donovan finds him. So uh, he had a going tonight. He was off. He's been really good, I think, uh, as of uh, the last seven or eight. When he is going – the Jazz are really tough to beat mm -hmm. when when he's playing like he did tonight. And here's Bogdanovich's line because uh, it's really good. 20 points on 7 of 10 shooting and 6 of 7 from 3. 
And Bogdanovich has uh, an issue with turnovers. Big goose egg in that category tonight. No yeah. turnovers from Bogdanovich. He was terrific. Yeah, you know what? You can't get a turnover when you shoot, Jake, and he shot it every time. So it's a good philosophy. He should Don't keep dribble. That. He should keep that up. Just shoot it. Uh, for uh, for the Clippers, Marcus Morris had 24 points, uh, eight boards, and uh, he led the way for them. Bledsoe at 21 coming in off the bench. But Morris had a great playoff series against the Jazz last year. There's some, you know, there's just those players that that like the matchup for whatever reason, yeah. and and uh, that's Marcus Morris. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's a pretty good player. Uh, the Jazz win tonight, 124 to 103, and uh, with that, we will say uh, good night to our network stations. Uh, our next broadcast is uh, coming your way on, let's see here, on Friday night. Excuse me. The uh, San Antonio Spurs will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, coming up next, we'll have uh, sound from Coach Snyder, and we'll continue to break this one down as the Jazz have won eight consecutive ball games thanks to a win tonight over the Clippers, 124-103, to 103, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tommy Connor filling in for Coach Lacombe tonight. One twenty four to one oh three is your final Jazz win. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, Coach, you called it in the pregame. I think we should start off with this uh, tonight. Uh, why Jeff's in such a good mood? Jazz more than 111 points hey, tonight. Arby's, baby. Where's the closest one? I know you guys know. Oh. And how late are they open? Oh, there's one right over on 4th South. <laughs> but unfortunately, you do have to wait for tomorrow. Oh, so you okay. have to wait for tomorrow. They probably open about 1030. I'm coach. new to this. I thought I thought, <laughs> I thought I'd leave here. I'd jump in the car, and i head straight to Arby's. Right to Arby's. <laughs> uh, this season, when the Jazz score 111 or more points uh, in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big uh, to learn more. And, yeah, the Jazz had no problem scoring tonight. 124 to 103 is your final tonight. The Jazz shot over 50% from the field. In fact, 53%. They were 40, uh, 40.5% from three, 15 of 37. So an extraordinarily efficient night for the Jazz tonight, Coach, in uh, scoring that basketball. Yeah, they were on it from the start. As we talked about, we weren't sure if it was a lack of defense or great offense by both teams, actually, in the first quarter. And uh, it was electric offense from uh, start to finish, really. Um, a tell of two halves. Um, a little more inside play the first half, and then Donovan and three-point uh, play the second half. But uh, they are they are playing, and I keep using the word, but, man, their rhythm offensively is so good, and their decision-making so good right now. It's why they won, they've won eight straight. We were talking about how the defense maybe wasn't a a, pri- uh, <laughs> a priority in the first half. You know, we were kind of talking off the air about is it good offense or poor mm-hmm. defense. Well, uh, whatever it was in the first half, the defense showed up in the second. The Jazz only surrendered 44 points in the second half. I saw them be much more aggressive in passing lanes, one pass away denials. In fact, they got a few steals, and even Bogey got a steal. And uh, that was a comment you made that, uh, he's out there getting steals as a defender. So they, they picked up their, their, their denials, uh, and, uh, and the Clippers had a few guys that got caught with the ball that weren't great passers. So that was a good, a good adjustment at halftime, I think, to be more aggressive on the defensive end of not letting them move the ball side to side. Jazz finished with 11 steals tonight. It's a nice number. Very active defensively. Yeah, some really poor passing by the Clippers at times too, but when you're – Four v five starters are out. You might have that. Huh? That might be an issue. Yeah. And uh, we talked about rebounding a little bit at the half. The Jazz ended up out rebounding the Clippers forty four to forty two. And considering they had seventeen rebounds in the first half, forty four is a great number. Sure is. Yeah, big time. Behind seventeen uh, from uh, from Rudy Gobert. All right, let's hear from the coach. It's time to head down to the media room and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. 
they were doing some really good things offensively. And, you know, I thought our guys did a better job really the whole second half of, of locking in. And, you know, we had a couple small stretches where we turned the ball over and they made us pay for it. But other than that, I thought, you know, with a few exceptions, we were pretty consistent defensively. And, you know, when we do that, we're able to, you know, get out and get some shots on the other end. You know, the times, they're, they're the correlation between us playing defense and, you know, going on runs offensively is, you know, it's not one to one, but it's pretty close. So, um, you know, I think our understanding that when we do get stops that, you know, we can take advantage of them on the other end um, should be an incentive. Um, but to your point, um, that's something I think we've talked about and we've seen progress with where, you know, we don't you know, let up with our concentration and our execution um, because that, that's when our offense actually, you know, hurts our defense as opposed to, you know, the other way around where our defense is helping our offense. Where has this team made its most strides defensively? Um, I, I think the biggest thing, you know, at the beginning of the year and, and up until recently is in transition. You know, we just weren't, we weren't, it was a lot of things. We weren't, we weren't urgent enough. Um, at the outset, um, you know, we were running back to men, you know, when you need to run back to protect the paint, you know, no one really has a man in transition. Um, I thought we were, you know, mentally, we weren't going from offense to defense. We were kind of lingering on the offensive end, thinking about whatever, you know, didn't happen or should have happened and, you know, didn't have our focus there. So that, that would be the primary thing. Um, where guys are just locked in from the beginning of the possession. So, um, you, know, and, you know, other than that, I think, you know, just the general focus, you know, I, I think it is important to us. Um, you know, it's not like we're a bad defensive team, you know, but we look like a bad defensive team when we don't get back, you know, because that's something that, you know, if, particularly if our bigs are trailing the play, and we don't have that rim protection, um, people are attacking the rim. So we really have to make an effort to, you know, get them to quit on those initial thrusts and, and then get people in half court and, and try to lock in and guard. And by the way, they're a very good defensive team. I mean, I, and without obviously two, um, you know, not counting Kawhi, obviously, who's elite, um, you know, with PG and, and Batum both, you know, the way that they guard is, you know, I think they're one of the best defensive teams that we've seen. You know, we were fortunate. We shot it pretty well tonight and, you know, did some good things, but you can see why, you know, that their their defense is rated as high as it is. They really get after it. Have you seen Donovan's change of pace developed over kind of the course of his career and especially recently to get him kind of the looks that he got tonight? Yeah, I think, you know, it, the, the, the decision, you know, early in the possession of whether or not to explode and try to attack the rim, even from the backcourt, um, which sometimes is there where you can just get by people with speed, um, to recognizing when that's not there and being patient as, as he crosses the midcourt line. And then you have another opportunity, you know, to, to do that, whether it's rejecting and pick and roll or turning the corner. Um, so those two situations, you know, at the beginning of a possession. And then obviously I think, you know, we've talked about his reads and pick and roll where I thought he did an excellent job tonight of, you know, mixing up the off the dribble three when the bigs were able to really get a hit and then that was open. And then, you know, also attacking the rim, you know, and finishing or finding people. So I thought he, you know, he played a really balanced game offensively tonight. There you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. His postgame comments after his team wins 124 to 103 over the Clippers. Coach Connor, what uh, what stood out to you from comments there by Coach uh, Snyder? Just how hard it would be to be Coach Snyder after every game, right? And and analyze and say a lot of the same thing. I mean, 
that's that's I'm all, I sit there and I listen to him and he repeats probably the same things that you guys hear all the time. Yep. But they are the fundamental. They are the things that that most good teams do well or don't do well that results in a win or a loss. And um, he's talking about transition D and when they're good at it, that helps their that helps their offense. And when they're not good at it, then um, you know they typically. Uh, get beat or they, they certainly are, don't look good doing it when they don't get back the way they should. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not, it's never complicated. Um, it's an urgency to get back. I like how he said the mental from offense to defense, that's so important. Um, and they seem to have, have uh, made strides doing that. Uh, sounds like they're working on that and talking about that a lot. Um, and then what we talked about, uh, here, uh, with Locke and with Booner is just the, the maturation of Donovan and his decision-making and pick and roll. And, uh, and, and even, even coach Snyder was alluding to, I think, uh, of his patience in it, of, of not immediately trying to get downhill maybe, or, uh, and then reading the reject and. Uh, than making the right read off of it. So, um, you know, they they uh, they when he has the ball in the middle of the floor and and's doing his thing there, uh, and he's the way he's doing it right now. They're they're awfully hard to guard and probably the hardest uh, team to guard in the league right now. You know, it's funny what some people will call repetitive, others would call consistent. And with Coach Snyder, you you know there are consistent things. I mean, just talking about the transition mm-hmm. defense for for example that. You know, he could come back, come out and talk about at every post game because they're so and, sure. and we hear it often because it's, you know, things are, are so important to him. I, I covered Jerry Sloan for a long, long time and you could take a, you know, we have sound clips in the system, right? You could you could take a sound clip from one year, uh, go back two years and play another sound clip and it, it consistent. I mean, mm-hmm. consistent themes of what coaches want from their teams and. And Coach Snyder is very consistent with what he wants to see. And going back a couple of weeks before this streak started, they had a really bad loss to the Pelicans at home, and a team they had no business losing to. And 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 Coach Snyder came out after the game, and it was all ball movement and transition defense and all the stuff that we've heard before. But it was it was a little bit more with a a tone, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit more urgency to it. And it's like well, this isn't a different message. It's just you know, being a little bit more forceful with it to try to get through to his team. So it's interesting you point that out because it it really is consistent, but it's how he, you know, delivers it. And I guess when players choose to listen to it. Yeah, that's right. And it's consistency with the things that, that, that win games, right. You know, it just at any level. And, um, so I, I applaud him. He's a terrific coach and, uh, and is a great messenger uh, and, and I think has such a good relationship with the players on his team that um, they listen to him, you know, and uh, I think they have great respect for him. Uh, so when, when there is a bad loss, sometimes your tone changes as a coach, doesn't it? And you, like you mentioned, they, you heard that with, with his tone when they lo- lost the Pelicans at home. Um, but he's saying the same things, yeah. the consistency of what, what, what they need to be good at to win. Because in this league, if – if transition defense is not uh, the focal point uh, of your system uh, and, and, and your defensive uh, – to start your defense, then you're not going to win games for sure. All right, Post Game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. At MySubaruIs.com, we also want to remind you about the Utah Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas – Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Jazz win. They beat the Clippers 124-103 going away. We'll get you some sound from the players coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. It is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 124-103 over the Clippers. Jake Scott, Coach Tommy Connor with you, and uh, we'll get to some player sound coming up here momentarily. But let's uh, let's check out your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Points in the paint tonight. Uh, let's see, the Jazz uh, crunched them. 62 to 50. Although uh, Locke pointed out during the broadcast, uh, taking shots in the paint, not necessarily the Clippers thing. No, and they were killing the Jazz with it, right? And they were, uh, they were, they were making a living out of the first half, not so much the second half, but uh, they were tough shots as well. Um, and the Jazz hit tough shots in the paint too, but it was, uh, it was pretty impressive with some of the shots, especially Hartenstein was making in the paint for the Clippers. Yeah, Hartenstein played well, and I, you know, I, I, I like Zubats. Usually Zubats has a nice uh, nice performance uh, against the Jazz. Uh, well, sometimes when he's not going up against Rudy. But uh, he was not the story of the bigs tonight. Uh, it, it certainly was, uh, was uh, Hardenstein coming off the bench with uh, 15 points on six of nine shooting. In fact, uh, the Clippers, considering they're a shorthanded team, they got a couple of nice performances off the bench with Eric Bledsoe with 21 and 8 in 31 minutes. And Hardenstein, as we mentioned, with uh, 15 and 5 in 25 minutes. So even though they're shorthanded, they did get a little production coming in off the bench. Yeah, those two were good. Where did Eric Bledsoe come from? I mean, he had, he hasn't been playing that well, I don't think. And he shot the ball awfully well tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah, and of course he was part of that Drew Holiday trade last year that kind of put Milwaukee over the top and then Bledsoe mm-hmm. fell off the map a little bit looking for maybe a a rebirth here with the Clippers. Certainly uh certainly played well tonight, that's for sure. Uh the Jazz uh, got a couple of nice performances off the bench themselves with Jordan Clarkson, 21 points and eight of 14 shooting. Jordan also had four boards and three assists and uh, Hassan Whiteside with 11 and seven as Hassan Whiteside continues to, uh, to be uh, really good. But uh, Clarkson, man, it doesn't get much more efficient than that for that guy. And he had three assists. And I point that out because he also had a couple of hockey assists where, you know, Jordan gets a, a rap as not being a, mm-hmm. a passer per se. I don't think that was necessarily true tonight. No, he had he had some nice plays. Uh, got the ball out of his hands uh, earlier than normal at times, right, right? Rather than dribble it four or five times, maybe it was two or three. And then he had some hockey assists. But uh, he was on point tonight. He was getting his own and getting others involved. Uh, thought he had a really nice floor game. All right, let's get some uh, post game player sound for you. Let's start things off with the one and only Rudy Gobert. You know, Ryan getting open shots, getting the rim, getting fouled. Uh, share the ball. I mean, it was, it was nice. Um, I think in the first half we, we like we had a few times when we didn't run back as quick as we could, and uh, I feel like that, that was hard. It was staying in the game. Uh, second half we did a great job. Uh, either you are fighting right away or. Making sure that we run back and communicate, and uh, that, that's why I think we we got stops. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, at halftime, obviously, we we felt like we could do better in that area, and uh, and yeah, throughout the game, you can feel, you know, you can feel like uh, individually and and then collectively, but everyone can feel that they can do a little better, and. Uh, and we do it. I mean, we, we try to hold each other accountable, but at the same time, you know, it's going to come within ourselves. And, uh, you know, we, it's good to see that we are uh, pretty much on the same page on that. You've had a lot of these long winning streaks during your time here. How does this one kind of compare to the other ones? I think that's probably the first time that when we don't really care, like about the winning streak, you know, we just, uh, we just care about getting better. And obviously we want to win every game, but, uh, Winning them in a row is not really, you know, we, we try to win every night. And uh, more importantly, we just try to get better. And uh, there might be some games when we play really well and we might not win. And th- there's going to be games when we play, we don't play well, but we're going to win. So, you know, it's all about the mindset and uh, and getting better every night. Playing as well as you have all season at this point yeah. right now? Yeah. 
I think, uh, you know, I, I think since the New Orleans game, uh, something shifted in our mindset. We realized that, uh, like, we could be a much better team if we, if we play. Obviously, if we move the ball and share the ball, but also if we run back on defense. And uh, the transition defense has been, I, I, I think, was uh, the difference between us being a top 10 defense and us being like a top two or top one defense. So it's, uh, you know, I think we changed that. And uh, tonight, first half was a little, a little rough, but uh, we were able to, you know, correct it. And then second half was great. You had late in the fourth quarter. You know, afterwards, you kind of stood there and let the big yell. What was the emotion that moment kind of led to that? Uh, it was cool. It was cool. The crowd was into it. You know, I, I try to, uh, yeah, just, just having fun. You know, just try to, try to enjoy the moment. Put a little bit of maybe extra motivation going to this one? I mean, I know they're down. I mean, it's, it's human, obviously. Uh, you know, when you're losing someone in the playoffs, like, people are going to ask you questions about it and stuff. But uh, I think our team, our, our team is, first of all, Paul George and Batum didn't play, and Kawhi is hurt, so uh, it's not the same team that beat us in the playoffs. But uh, for us, it's really about keeping getting better. And obviously, we want to win every night. You know, we, we compare those, but we understand that there is a bigger picture and uh you know we're gonna we want to keep getting better you mentioned that early on the scoring just wasn't you know, the level that it matched up with the defense and then it got kind of turned on is there something different that happened then or is this just a matter no, of the I, I say that but actually i i feel like we're playing the right way i mean i feel like we're moving the ball uh you know it's just that when when i say not as good i mean it was good when it wasn't as great as it was later on when we, I mean, we we just uh, pretty much made the right play every time, you know, the guys were already uh, uh, making the right read. When uh, when they have on the B, we, we had threes, threes, and when they didn't, we got dunks. All right, there you go. That is uh, Rudy Gobert in his post-game comments. And tonight, Rudy was great. As usual, Rudy is always great. 20 points. 17 rebounds, two block shots, and you know what? Rudy even had three assists for good measure, Coach. Well, the look away. Yep. Yeah, the look away. He he was excited about that. Little twirly-durly pass and the look away, man. That was big time. We're, we were talking off the air about uh, how Rudy's done a really great job throughout his career getting better, and he's constantly getting better and adding uh, to his skills. The the eyes-out pass is kind of this year's project, I think. And he's he's really uh, turned it into a weapon. I mean, that, that look-away pass we're talking about was great. It I, led right to an open three. I, I think Alex Jens has been working with him on that. Yeah. And I'm sure he was really thrilled when he saw him throw that. <laughs> Alex Jensen deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he and he and Rudy have put in the work to make him a superstar. You, you, you know, on a serious note, I've seen it firsthand. Um, when they were uh, doing some... Uh, some construction here, uh, their, their practice facility, uh, they were using our facility sure. and I would watch, I would watch him work, uh, Alex work with, uh, with Rudy and I'd watch him go through the progression of, of, of simply catching the ball and scoring around the rim and all the things that they did. And I go way back with Alex. Uh, so it was, it was fun to sit there and talk and watch and I was taking notes and trying to implement some of those things with our own players, but he definitely uh, deserves a ton of credit. And, um, you know, Rudy's now doing some things that he hasn't been able to do, catching the ball, dunking in traffic, uh, catching it at the at the highest point, the ball and coming down and scoring where sometimes you would miss time some of those passes. So uh, a lot of credit to Alex and for Rudy. And in those workouts, he worked extremely hard. And, it, I mean, it was an, it was an hour or more of – of uh, consistent, really great work. And, you know, we saw some of the switchy defense from the Clippers tonight. Obviously, they're shorthanded. We didn't see mm-hmm. it like like they uh, did in the playoffs. But in the first half, we saw them switch a shorter guy onto Rudy a couple of times, and Rudy made him pay. Yeah. I mean, he, he made the, the tough catch and went up strong and finished. Yeah, you could see in the Jazz, the first time they did it, they were going to make him pay, right? They went right to him. Uh, he scored. They didn't do much of it. All the talk about small ball and me talking about Rudy Gay maybe at the five and small, and that didn't happen, right? They didn't uh, need it. They didn't need it. Yeah. Uh, and then it happened. But, again, we got a shorthanded Clippers team that they're playing. Their best players are, aren't on the floor. So uh, um, when they're when they're healthy um, and they can play smaller, uh, tough team to play against, no question.
Let's go back down to the media room. Let's now hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. What a, you know, the last seven minutes, you guys kind of took it to another level offensively. What changed in that kind of moment that led to it? I mean, even even defense, defensively, beside uh, beside the first quarter, they scored more than thirty points, and then a couple of minutes in the uh, in the third quarter when they had a couple fast break points, I think that we did a pretty pretty solid job. Rudy was was dominating the pain, but uh, last seven seven minutes, like you mentioned, they they start to to double Donovan and and, and kind of kind of blitz him, and he did a did a great job. Moving the ball and 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 fighting the the open guys in court. Get this two back to back threes. As soon as you touch the, the ball, you just let it go and doesn't Do you feel like when you're? Can you tell like when you're in that big a group shooting the ball that it's just like that instantaneous? I mean, it's just just instinct. I'm trying to get my to get my threes up. I had a couple in a in the second quarters. As well, but like I said, I had last last two threes because they they double they double Donovan and he made a great great play. So Rudy said that, like on the win streak right now, that the mindset has changed with the team. Where like maybe in the past you might have been like really excited about maybe extending the win streak longer and longer, but now it's like you don't really care how long the win streak is, but that you are getting the wins. You guys aren't thinking about that every single night. What's that kind of mindset change for you? I mean, nothing. I don't think that anything change change for us. We are trying to play to play better each game and and and, and kind of kind of get better get better as a team. We had a before this winning streak, we had a really really problems in the defensive defensive transition. Last last couple of games, we've been one of the best teams in a in a league in in defensive transition. So it's just like step by step getting getting better in a, in aspect that we are we are not right right where we want to be that's the that's our mindset and then if we win the if we win the game it's even it's even better but i think it's most important it's more important than than this winning streak it's it's getting getting better each game second quarter three is like came with like 20 seconds left on the shot clock right like super early in, in transition would you have felt confident like taking those threes on other situations that you've been in, you know, like, it, it, or because the transition three is such an important part of the Jazz's offense, do you feel like you're more comfortable taking those than you otherwise would be? I mean, it's it's big emphasis from a, from a coaching coaching standpoint to to trying to play play with a with a kick ahead and and trying to shoot those those early threes, especially me, JC, and uh and uh and a Joe because Mike Cardonovan are mostly handling and playing in a, in a pick and roll but like i said we are we are all i think confident taking those those early trees there, there are other teams that have good playmakers like you do like good shooters like you what's setting this team apart in terms of its offense production i mean it's just just an unselfishness from our from our point guard like i like i said and and, and just donovan being donovan and 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 Having team double him and, and and blitz him, it's allow allow us to play to play four and three on uh, on other side. So I think that that's that was biggest part of this game. At the basket, a lot better uh, than previously. Or I mean, I had a couple bad bad shots or bad layups tonight. Obviously, they blocked me. They blocked my shot twice. So I gotta gotta be better. Start to use like pump fake or or. or Jump stop and then play of two feet, but uh, but overall, yeah, I, f- I feel pretty confident going to the basket as well. Boyan Bogdanovich tonight, uh, 20 points on seven of 10 shooting, six of seven from three. And Coach Connor, given uh, given Donovan and Mike Conley a lot of credit for making plays and getting him open shots, yeah, you'd like to hear that, right? Um, he, he knows where his bread is buttered and uh, and uh, he runs to those corners and and they find him. I, I really like what he's talking about. Rudy did the same. It's process versus outcome. And these guys are talking about the process, not the outcome, not about a streak. Sometimes you play poorly and you win. Sometimes you play great and you lose. It's just about getting better. And uh, it's a long season to keep trying to improve. So they've got the right mindset, no doubt. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. 
at mysubaruis.com. Jazz win tonight going away over the Clippers, 124 to 103. We'll get you more player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. It is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 124 to 103. Jake Scott alongside uh, alongside Coach Tommy Connor filling in for Coach Tim Lacombe tonight as he's off doing some TV duties. We hope to get you more sound from the locker room coming up. We're kind of in a waiting pattern, so we're hoping we get uh, at least one more player. But uh, let's get to your master of the glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. The local vehicle glass expert is back for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. We will get to the Master of the Glass in a minute, but let's go back down to the media room and hear from Donovan Mitchell. We know, I guess we know you didn't get the walk-off in it. Your change of pace was really effective. Uh, eight of eight from inside the arc. How is that kind of your your time? You talked about how you want to change your timing this year and kind of make it kind of a weapon for you. How is that happening? Just trying not to be predictable. I think it's the biggest thing. You know, I'm I'm trying to find the balance between, you know, explosion and what I did in the playoffs last year, being able to stay grounded because I had no choice. You know, so I fell in love with how I played in the playoffs as far as the pace and change, and because I was like, you know, it's a, it's a sense of maturity for me. You know, I've been able to do one thing my whole life. So now. I'm at a point where my elevation is back, my explosion is back. So how do I combine it? You know, and I, it took me a little while to get it figured out. And I'm starting to find ways to, you know, change your pace and then attack, you know, look one way, attack this way, set up my explosions by doing doing different things. Um, so just trying to find that balance, I think, is the biggest thing. Um, not always just being in attack mode. You know, who does – he played against him. We played against him tonight. Eric Bledsoe does a phenomenal job of that. You know, he's a guy he's, – he's gotten older, but in, in, when he was in L.A. especially, I've – Watch, I watch him, you know, why don't, why, how he attacks when he's in Phoenix as well, just attacking that 45, attacking those gaps. And, you know, uh, it may seem random, but he's a guy that, that really can get downhill and use that explosiveness and use his body. So I'm trying to, you know, just incorporate that as well as being methodical with how I move as well. A couple of weeks ago, you said you weren't ready to say that New Orleans game was a turning point. Are you ready to say that now? No, because we have a lot more to do. Um, I think eight grim win streak is nice. Um, but we got to keep it going. You know, at the end of the day, we just got to continue to play out, to play it, to play well. Um, it, it's, 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 easy, it would be easy to say that, you know, but there's, there's a lot more we can continue to build on and improve on. Um, I'm really happy with the, how the road trip ended. I don't think I spoke to you guys since then. Like that was, that was impressive um, for us, just how we looked as a group, you know, to come back and respond the way we did tonight against team that beat us last year. It was, was impressive as well. And, you know, we got, we got to get ready for a tough back-to-back coming up and, just stay with it, man. That's it, you know, because we've done this. You know, we've 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 been the best in the regular season. We've we've played successfully. So now it's being now we're looking at little things. We want to be great, you know, but we want to be great in every facet. You know, we don't want to just have the best record. It's how can we be great in every single facet of the game. So um once we have that great game, we've had really good games, but I can't say we've had a great game and I'm holding us and I think we all are holding ourselves to a high standard because we understand, you know, we've been the best in the regular season, but we got to continue to build for the end of the road. It's a bunch of threes in the first half, um, or, you know, when you start a game, does that change the way you approach the rest of the game? Uh, no, you know, continue to continue to be aggressive. You know, I had some success getting into the paint, and I was like, you know what, the shot's not falling. I took one deep one that I probably should have stepped in a little closer um, in the first in the first first half but outside of that just continue to, to keep the defense on our heels and being able to shoot it whether it goes in or not you know it it forces the, the bigs to be able to forces them to have to you know guard it you know because it's still a threat and now you're able to get downhill and attack and you know find seams and create for guys you guys had numbers yeah i think rudy was open 
you know, cutting by, I couldn't see because whoever was in front of me cut off my vision as I was going up. So I was like, you know, I told asked him after he was open, he said, yeah, but you know, those are one of those where it's like, you already, I already made my decision to go up. So at that point, you know, trying to throw it over is, is, a, is a tough one. I've made that pass, but you know, I'm already committed to the shot. So, uh, but just move in, you know, if he closes it, I go by him and we get to the room. <laughs> no, uh, actually, I, I actually, yeah, a few times, a few times he has, but you know, bigs always feel like they're open. I think Hassan thinks he's open every play of the game, you know, so it's just, a, it's just a, it's a big thing uh, for sure. What if, what went right for you guys in that last seven minutes when you, you, know, you came in, the game was at seven, you hit that three, you push it to 10, and then all of a sudden you looked up and it was 22. Uh, we got stops and ran, um, executed, you know, and I think, you know, when there was, when we were struggling early in this year, the one thing that was consistent that you all would say was, you know, we all saw was the final five to six minutes. We looked like a completely different team. So you, you look at how we played throughout three quarters. We played pretty solid. You know, they went on that 11 note. They went on a run earlier. I forgot when it was. And you come in the game and it's like, all right, like, you know, six, seven, seven minutes left, whatever, you know, that three kind of set the tone, come down, get a stop, come back, you know, continue to push the pace and not just, walking the ball up and kind of being slow. We kind of got stops, we defended, we guarded, we rebounded, and we were able to push and extend it up. But um, he's not a guy that, like, we know a lot about his personality, I guess, off the court. And it's like, I mean, he's, like, quick to leave. It's just leaves really mm -hmm. fast. He leaves the practice facility as soon as you guys are done. What's he like? I, I mean, or do you not know he's there? I told you he's in the box. He's just <laughs> sneaky. No, he's... He's like a sneaky, funny person. You know, he he comes in and um, I don't know if you guys have seen Side Talk. You know, he, he's the second thing on Instagram and he, he's the guy that always says beans, rice, Jesus Christ, and Byron. Like that's that's what he says every time. And I think that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. So like, he's funny, you know, he's funny. He doesn't, when he speaks, it's like, it's it's worth the listen. Um, he's He comes in, he's a pro, um, plays through anything. Uh, sickness, tired, hurt, you know, he's a competitor. I uh, have the ultimate, ultimate respect for him. It's funny, I've watched him play in Brooklyn um, when I was not in the league. So it's, it's pretty cool, like I said, to be able to have him on my team as well. But like I said, I wouldn't have known that he was this type of person. Um, he's, he's, he's hilarious, man. But at the end of the day, he competes, he's a competitor and we, we love him. Have you ever asked why he moved so fast? No, you know, I might, I might ask, like genuinely want to know because I just figure he has some some spot in Salt Lake that I we don't know about that he takes his crew with and and chills. Uh, but his crew his crew is always with his his group his his girl and his his, his homies and all that. So um, you know they must have a spot out there that I don't no one knows about that he just goes and chills. <laughs> so a week ago in Minnesota we've got a couple of Timberwolves talking about how Reed's overrated defender tonight. We got Marcus Morris talking about how Rudy's actually the only guy on the team. Capable of defending anything. Why do you think you guys are like, on some kind of a subject of closing guys? Like, uh, he, so, what did Marcus Morris say? He said that no one, he said that this guy's scheme is basically just no one can defend to funnel everything to Rudy and have him take care of everything for you. Um, well, I want to trust that. Look, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, they want to, Rudy said it best, you know, they want to go ahead and say stuff, they, they can say, it. you know, just go out there and prove it. You know, <clears throat> like I said to you guys before, we've done a lot well in the regular season. We've done, we've been a pretty solid team, but now we got to go out there and prove it. And then this will stop. You know, it happened to Milwaukee, I think a few years ago, same, similar stuff. So at the end of the day, look, we got to go out there and just do it. You know, it's not about, you know, we can't look and say why our team is doing this. Like they didn't want to say it, they let them say it. I don't, I don't think any of us really care. It's just a matter of now, you know, we just got to go out there and just prove it when it's time, you know, continue to build upon the regular season, continue to win, continue to find our build good habits. And when it comes time, it's, it's time, you know, and I think, like, I think we have a group to do it and we got to go out there and show it. Otherwise, you know, I mean, you heard it on TNT when Chuck said we were going to, you know, win. everybody sucked their teeth, you know, it is what it is. You know, we got to go out there as a group and win straight up. Like, you know, um, I think we all feel that way. Lights like tonight in the past eight games look phenomenal. We're building great habits. We just got to keep building as a group and we should be good. Appreciate it.
All right, that was Donovan Mitchell, and, and Donovan was great tonight. His game, 27 points, 8 of 15 shooting, 2 of 7 from 3, 6 assists, a couple of steals. I mean, you can't say enough about Donovan's game. You heard he was asked about Marcus Morris's comments. And Coach Connor, I'll just uh, I'll read these to you, and I'm curious to get your reaction. He's talking about uh, Rudy and the Jazz defensively. Here's what he said. He said, yeah, they're still the same team. Ain't nothing changed. He protects all of them. Speaking of Rudy. None of them really can defend. Just funnel it to him, and it's tough, too. He's a great player, and he does a great job, you know, anticipation staying down, being real solid, so you know who they are, unquote. That's what Marcus Morris said yeah. about uh, the Jazz defensive. Yeah, line. he nailed it. Brilliant. I mean, he's kind of dragging the, uh, the, the Jazz other players defensively, but that's the Jazz game plan, and, and why wouldn't it be if you've got a player like Rudy Gobert? Of course you want to funnel yeah. anything, everything to that dude. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I love Donovan's response. He didn't get caught up in it. No. You know, which you wouldn't expect him to. But, uh, yeah, when you have the best defensive player ever to play, probably, I'd funnel it to, I'd funnel it there. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it is what it is. But uh, he's, he's, uh, he, uh, He's got a he's got he's got a little bit of a point. I think the rap with the Jazz is they they don't have like some major lockdown wing defender or great defenders or anybody really known for that. Uh, I mean, I think uh, Royce plays a little bit of that role for their team. But yeah, when you have when you have Rudy uh, and they call it channeling, they're going to channel everything down to him, and uh, that's smart coaching. Yeah, and it's the way the Jazz defense has, has honestly been designed for years on on purpose again because they've got a dynamic player like Rudy Gobert, and uh, so so I think Marcus Morris. I mean, taking a little shot at the rest of the Jazz team, but his, his analysis isn't really that far off because you know Rudy's special. That's right, and it, and it makes up for a lot. And and really, you go back to a move a couple of years ago, uh, coach. They they traded Derek Favors to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, as part of the Mike Conley deal or whatever. And and the Jazz were obviously, well, I think they were the year before the best defensive team in the league. And then they ended up signing Bogdanovich. And, of course, you're going to sacrifice a little defense that Derek Favors brought to the table for Bogdanovich, who's, who's a different player who's going to bring more offense. Mm-hmm. But because they had Rudy, they can make a move like that because he makes up for a lot and you can change your team dynamic a little bit because he is that good. Yeah, he solves a lot of problems on that end of the floor. It's nice. He's elite. He is, yeah. he, he is special. I mean, you, you start off the night as really having a, a top 10 NBA defense just because of his presence alone. That's right. And it, it gives you a ton of flexibility yeah, no to, question. to do what you do. So uh, I, I'm with you. I really liked uh, Donovan Mitchell's uh, kind of way of, you know, discarding it or whatever because, yeah. you know, you can't let the noise bug you. Uh, what, uh, Donovan talked a lot uh, about a lot of different things right there, but uh, interesting kind of a theme. Locke brought it up too. He's playing a little bit at different speeds and ended up eight for eight. Uh, from the field inside of the arc tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the word I've been using tonight with him is patience, and he's he's. Uh, I forgot the word exact word he used, but it's it's synonymous. Uh, he's just finding, he's finding, uh, he's finding his, uh, his his game's maturing in that pick and roll, and his uh, his ability to make reads and to slow down and then play fast. And what he's alluding to too is he's completely healthy now, right? Ath- athletically. And trying to find the balance of playing explosive and off the floor versus slower and on the floor, and uh, and tonight, with the exception of a couple times, uh, he was dialed in with that. I mean, I did the uh, the read for the master of the glass just to give the payoff there. That is Rudy Gobert uh, with 17 rebounds tonight, but it's kind of a, an unspectacular payoff, coach, because Rudy has been the master of the glass every <laughs> game except for one. <laughs> Yeah, so well, that's not fair to those other guys. <laughs> right. It's that's that's we're gonna rename it the Rudy Gobert Master of the Glass Award because yeah. he he, yeah. he he gets it uh, pretty much every single night. Uh, yeah, and and he's a dominant dominant rebounder, and the Jazz need him to be. So you know that's just what Rudy does. Hassan yeah. got it one night, and Rudy has gotten it every Come on, other let, night. Let those little shavers get in there and get <laughs> get some love. Royce got it a couple uh, a couple of times last year. We haven't seen Royce get it quite this year. Do but. people go up and like wrestle with him for the ball? That's what I, that's what I want to know. Like, Quit hey, hogging give, all those yeah, boards. Like, give me one or two. I mean, I might <laughs> it might be a payday for me someday. 
Board man gets paid. I believe uh, Kawhi Leonard made that uh, yeah. that uh, statement famous. Great statement. Uh, okay, real quick here. Let's get to the uh, the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app tonight from the line. The Jazz were uh, 15 of 20, and the Clippers were 13 of 20. And the Clippers actually had a couple of opportunities to get the Jazz fans chicken sandwiches tonight. It didn't quite come through for the fans, but uh, Jazz 15 to 20 from the line tonight. Rudy himself was four of seven, as uh, Rudy uh, Mitchell was five of six. Those two players have done a nice job this entire year, really, is finding finding ways to get to the line. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're both Donovan in attack mode and Rudy getting fouled around the rim. Rudy was four of seven, you said? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What is he on the year? Oh, let's see. Give me a second. I'll look that right up for you. Uh, it's amazing in his career, Rudy has really turned himself into a very serviceable mm-hmm. um, uh, weapon from the line. Let's see. Uh, on the season, Rudy's uh, 67, almost 68% from yeah. the line. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, early in his career, the whole hacker Rudy was yeah. a thing where they you, you know, couldn't play him down the stretch, couldn't make the free throws, and uh, those yeah. days are long gone. For sure. Yeah, he's worked hard at it. All right, uh, postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has unique stories to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Your final, 124-103. to Jazz beat the Clippers. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Connor's uh, final thoughts on this one, and we'll get you some stat nuggets as well from our good friend Tyson Ewing. That's straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. There's your play of the game right there, courtesy of our friend David Locke, and brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz game night post game show. The Jazz win over the Clippers, one twenty four to one hundred three. Jake Scott, coach Tommy Connor, in tonight for uh, coach Tim Lacoma, who's doing a little uh, TV work. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, we'll get some final thoughts from you, Coach Connor, coming up here in a moment. But uh, our friend Tyson Ewing does uh, stats for uh, the television broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet. And uh, in the post game, he likes to uh, oftentimes share a few stats with us, Coach. Are you ready to go? Yes, sir. Here we go. Tonight was the first time in Donovan Mitchell's career he has shot 100% uh, in a half when attempting more than one shot. So he was one and one, uh, one for one in a game in 2017, uh, which was the seventh game of his career. But tonight, 100% for a half, uh, pretty darn impressive there in the second from Donovan. Not a bad stat. Not bad at all. All right, here we go. Utah started three for 14 from three, which was 21%. Finished the game 12 of 23, 52%. Meanwhile, the Clippers started the game 8 of 16 uh, from 3 and finished the game 2 of 14 from 3. Changed a little bit there in the second half, didn't it? They wore down. Uh, Utah was plus 9 and shot 61% with Hassan Whiteside on the floor tonight. Huh. How about that? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see here. The Jazz are now 15 and 2 this season when Jordan Clarkson scores 12 or more points. The Jazz are now 15-3 and three this season when Royce O'Neal has four-plus rebounds. And the Jazz are now 10-0 and 0 this season when Rudy Gay has four-plus rebounds. What? How about that? Rudy Gobert's giving him a couple. <laughs> give, yeah, Rudy needs to give the other Rudy a few boards to ensure victory. They win. Yeah, that's it. Uh, all right, and the final one, Jazz are now 15-2, and two, including 11 consecutive this season when Joe Ingles attempts five or more threes. Let it fly, Joe. Really, that's that's been an issue in Joe's career. He's a, a terrific shooter, but he's also a good passer. Loves to run that pick yep. and roll, and sometimes he has nights where he uh, he doesn't take that three. And honestly, the Jazz need if you can you can shoot like Joe can. Uh, he needs to shoot, and even on nights when he doesn't make them tonight, he was one for five. I mean, he's still he's good enough. He still needs to shoot him. It's that yeah. gravity to the shooter. That's it. Not many shots for him with those other guys uh, dialed in tonight. 
But Joe did have five assists. Jazz is a team tonight, uh, Coach. 26 assists on yeah. 47 field goals. Pretty good. Yeah, it's the key to their their win streak here. Uh, ball movement is what uh, Quinn Snyder comes back to over and over again. All right, Coach Connor, let's get a, a few final thoughts from you before we close the book on this. Boy, one. let's let's close it as uh, as I'm sitting here watching ESPN. Though what flashed is four uh, Jazz have four 20 point scores on 55 percent shooting, first time in franchise history. How about that? There's a stat for There's you. There's a stat yes, for you. Yes, sir. Uh, awfully good, playing in great rhythm. Uh, offensively, they just are elite right now. And I love what I hear from the coaches to the players. All they're worried about is getting better in all facets of the game. And uh, they seem to be doing that right now. Yeah, that is for sure. Eight consecutive victories now for the Utah Jazz. We want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out tonight. Thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a great job calling the game. Thanks to our broadcast assistants tonight, Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to our uh, the title sponsor of the postgame show, Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a new unique story to share. Read some, share your own, mysubaruis.com. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for filling in tonight. This, this was a blast, truly. Had a, had a great time. Thank My you very much. Yeah, really appreciate it. Uh, Jazz win tonight over the Clippers, 124 to 103. Our next broadcast is coming your way. On Friday night, the Jazz will take on the San Antonio Spurs. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6, and of course you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.